What's up, Crossover fam? This is Tammy. We want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. God has been moving in major ways in our community, and we're so glad that you get to be a part of it. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to live out your calling in Christ. Enjoy this week's message. Amen. I'm super excited to be here. Some of you know me, some of you don't. My name is Pastor Philip. I serve as the executive pastor here under uh, Pastor Scott and Pastor Tammy's leadership, and I'm just I'm thrilled and I'm delighted. See, you all don't know it right now, but you've literally like stepped into like a birthday celebration. And you don't even know. Can, can we just sing one course of happy birthday? Can we do that real quick? One, two, three, sing it. That sounds good. Uh-huh. Y'all sound so good. Sing it again. Come on. You, you, to you, to, to you. Stop, you. To, to you, to, yeah, to you, to, to you, to, to you, to, to I'm sing, we're singing happy birthday to you. I know you're like, but today's not my birthday. No, 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 it is. T- today is the day that we celebrate the birth of the church. And I don't know about you, but that is something that we should get excited about because we are the church. And if it's the church's birthday, that means it's our birthday. Amen. Today is a day that we celebrate what's called Pentecost. Somebody say Pentecost. Pentecost was an important Jewish festival that that happened, and it happened 50 days literally after the seeing of Christ. Amen. So so just to make this real quick, what happened after after Christ saw his disciples, he told them, go and sit and hang out and do this, and he was going to come back, blah, 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 blah. And they were sitting in the book of Acts. This is where we picked this up. He's sitting there in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, it declares that they were all there. On one accord, in that place, praying and and worshiping, and and they were together in in one place. On one accord. Say in one place. Say on one accord. Say in one place. Say on one accord. They were all there with anticipation. They didn't even know what was going to happen. In anticipation. And when they got to that place with anticipation, in one place, on one accord, The Lord sent his Holy Spirit, and it fell on those people. And and, and when it fell on those people, they start speaking in unknown tongues, and they start going out, and they they start talking in different languages. And and people are like, how do you know this language? And they didn't even know that they were talking in the language. But but they were speaking because God was in the midst, and shoom, he fell on the people. And the people outside, they were looking at like, man, these people drunk, man. What's going on? A little early for them to be acting all wild and all crazy. Like y'all was acting a few moments ago in here while, while the worship was going forward. He was like, man, it's a, it's a little too early for them to be lifting their hands and, and going crazy up in this place. It's, too, it's a little too early for y'all doing the do-si-do thing. I saw you, mama. Doing, it's too early for all that. But when they were on one place and one accord, God showed up. And from that moment, Peter got up and, and, and he spoke to the people. He's like, these people ain't drunk. But what you see here is what was prophesied. And from that day, 3,000 people came, and we started this thing called the church. Look at somebody and say, happy birthday. Say, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. You know, the, the interesting thing about birthdays is, I don't know about you all, but as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm to the point now I can't hide the gray no more. I put a little special formula in the gray, and then it come back. Any, anybody know what I'm talking about, the special formula? 
You, okay, a couple people. Some of y'all like, we don't have to do, just wait, just wait, just wait. Because the special formula, you know, it worked for a while, and I was like, yeah, 10 years gone, shoom. But now, <laughs> special formula don't work as much, amen. But, but the crazy thing about really being able to look, especially on days like a birthday, I begin analyzing my life, and, and I start asking myself questions like, well, did I do what I was supposed to do? Did, did I fulfill my, my purpose in life? And I don't know about you, but, but I, I've been in that contemplative place where I'm always asking, I'm like, man, I just want to make sure that when it's all said and done, that I've done what I was supposed to do. Anybody ever been be there before where you're asking that question and you're saying, you're saying yeah, I mean, it, it, am, am, I, am I doing it right? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? How does this work? See, see th th this question took me to the book of Ecclesiastes, specifically Ecclesiastes chapter 3, right? And, and there in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, we see it speaking, and, and, and the Bible declares to us that there is a right time for everything. And the Bible goes on and starts speaking to us and telling us all the things, right? And it's like, you know, there's a time to be born and plant and harvest. There's a time to do all these different things, to heal, to destroy. There's a time. But then we get down around verse 11. And, and, and it says something that was so interesting to me. Let me read it to you. It says this. It says, everything is appropriate in its own time. But though God has planted eternity in the hearts of men, even so many, somebody say many, many cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And that, that, that got me really thinking, I'm like, wow, is this why I'm always in that place where I'm always trying to figure it out? Has anybody else tried to figure it out, right? You're, you're trying to figure it out. Am I in the right place and in the right time? Am I in the right season? Is this the right thing? Am I supposed to be doing this? God, is this what you want me to do? And the Bible's speaking to us and he's saying, it's, listen, it's hard to know the beginning from the end, what God would have for you. So today, I, I want to take a few moments to really address this question that I believe all of us ask. And it's simply this. Is it time? Like, like for real, it, is, it, is it time? More specifically, I, I want to I ask you the question, how do you know that it's time? Like, 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 how do you know that, that what you're doing, you're, you're, you're supposed to be doing? How, how do you know this? How, how do I know that when I'm supposed to take the step or when I'm supposed to stand back and just chill? How do I know when I'm just supposed to move left? Or move, like, like, how do I really know? Is it, is, is, is it time? Look at somebody and ask them, say, is, is, it, is it time? 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 Let, let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you right now, God. We thank you, God, for this place. We thank you for your spirit that is here, God. God, I thank you that you are touching us and touching our hearts. God, I pray right now that you open up every ear, every heart, 
every mind right now, God, to be receptive to your word, God. God, we recognize that this is not a normal day. This is not a normal Sunday. This is not just a day to come to quote-unquote church, God. This is a day that you are trying to speak and pour out your spirit upon your people, God, and get a message to us. So, God, I thank you right now, God, for what you are going to do, God. I thank you for what you have already done, God. Speak to us now, God. We are attentive, awake, and alert to your message. God, move me out of the way, God, and speak to the heart of your people. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody said amen. 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 (sighs) So many of us are trying to find this thing called purpose. Have you ever, like, gone to somebody and be like, what's my purpose? Like, like, really, like, ask that question and, like, you were serious about trying to figure out what your purpose is, right? When we speak about purpose, what we're talking about is literally your designed reason for being. What is the reason that, that you were specifically designed to be here? I shared this with Crossover before, that, that you were created as a solution to a problem that God saw way back in the beginning, and he, he fought you up and said, you're the only one who can solve this problem. So I'm creating you with intention and purpose to send you into a world who needs what you have. So it's imperative that you understand that, like, there's a reason that you're here. You're not just here by, by happenstance. You're, you're not just here just to be here. Like, there's a reason that, that he spoke to you and said, you have to be here. I have to put you in that family. I have to put you in that situation. I have to put you in that job. I have to put you, Bria, I have to put you on that stage and set up the atmosphere in the morning. I got to put you on that stage and begin, like, rooting and, and tearing down. Like, like, you don't even know or understand what's going on but there's a reason that you're supposed to be here in this place in this life and listen to me your life is not going to like you're not going to be able to go back to the Lord until what he has spoken into you gets accomplished I I want you to hear me and understand this ain't about you ouch this is not about you. You, you. you are a purpose that God saw fit. Like, like you, that, that is you. So he's like, purpose, mm, Elder Juan, solution. <laughs> purpose, mm, Pastor Tammy, solution. Purpose, fill in your name, say it out loud. Solution. And insert you. See, listen to me. I I want y'all really to hear me right now. Some of you right now, you look at your lives, you look at your family, you look at your situations, and you even question, God, why in the world would you put me here? I don't understand, God. Well, he told you in Ecclesiastes, you you ain't going to understand the beginning from the end. You may not understand it. This is not about you understanding it. This is about you being obedient to the things of God. Look at somebody, ask them, say, can you be obedient? Ask him again. Say, can you be obedient? See, is it time? Is it time? So I want to transition today just a little bit. And I want to talk about one of my favorite, I'm just going to say it this way, my favorite stories. Amen. And today I'm going to do something I traditionally don't do when I'm delivering a word. But I want to bring you all in to my thought process as I'm sharing with you this story. Somebody say the story. And and, and as I share with you the story, I literally want you to insert yourself into this 
story. Amen? Is that okay? So we're going to have a crossover ATL story time real quick. Amen. Our story today takes place in the book of Esther. In the book of Esther. And we're going to look at uh, Esther chapters 3 and chapter 4. And we're going to walk through this story together. And, and in Esther chapter 4 verse 14, we, we see Esther's cousin slash daddy slash guardian figure type person. His name was Mordecai. We, we, yeah, we, we see him, like, speaking to Esther, who had become queen. You all can go back and read about that in a second, right? But, but, but she had become queen, and he's speaking to her, and he says, well, could it be, could it be that, that maybe you were, you know, created for such a time as this? Could it be that maybe God saw something in you that you couldn't see in yourself? Could it be that maybe God, through all the craziness, saw something that you couldn't see nor understand? Could it be that he placed you in a position, in a place, in a situation for such a time as this? So today, we're going to talk about how do you know? How how, how do I know if it's my time? How do I know if it's my season? How, How do I know? Why am I bringing it up? Because I, I hear people all, all over talking about, it's my season. It's, it's my time. Wait, 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 till, wait till January 1st. <laughs> oh, it's my, this year. It's going to be different this year, I promise you. I, I know I said it last year, and the year before that, and the year before that. But listen, but this year, woo! Oh, man, it's my time, it's my season. God is preparing you for a moment. Somebody say a moment. Somebody say a moment. All of us, all of us. And he is using everything that you have experienced in life to get you to that moment. The good, the bad, you you got it. The ugly, the holy, the not so holy. Come on. When you was in your right mind and not right mind. When you had and when you didn't have. All of that stuff. He's putting it all together. He says, oh, I can work with that. See, God many times reminds me of my mom. See, my mom, when I was young, you know, my, 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 my dad was in the military and my, we traveled a lot. But, you know, money wasn't always a thing. Like, we wasn't rich by any standard, Right. But, but I remember, like, going into the kitchen and, and looking in the cupboards and the refrigerator and the other cupboards and the cupboards underneath there. And I would go over here and try to look in the cupboard where some cereal was supposed to be. And, and all I saw was, hello, there is nothing in here. But I would go to my mom and I would say, mom, I'm so, y'all say it, hungry. And my mom would literally go to the same places that I looked at and she would start pulling stuff out and I'm like, where was that at? That wasn't there five minutes ago. Oh, you know something. You over, you got like a Jedi mind trick or something going on because I just looked right there and that wasn't there. And my mom literally came, shoom, 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 whip something up. And those, me- yeah, right quick. And those meals, <laughs> woo, that, that's some of the best eating. You ever have like a mama make some like, beans and rice and made some cornbread out of something and put something else in there make a little goulash or something 
mix that thing around, and you just like, ooh-wee. Mama make that, what's that called? And she's like, that's mama's specialty, baby. Her specialty. Can you give me the recipe to your specialty? No, mama can't share that one with you. Can't, that's special. When you get older, you'll figure it out. Amen. Amen. So I want to look at Esther chapter 3. And in Esther chapter 3, we find a problem, y'all. Let me read it to you. It says this. Sometime later, King Xerxes promoted Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, making him the highest-ranking official in the government. All the king's servants at the king's gate used to honor him by bowing down and kneeling before Haman. That's what the king had commanded. Look at somebody and say, he commanded it. Look at somebody else and say, he commanded it. See, see again, in this verse right here, this sets up the problem. There is a problem. There is a problem. There is a problem. And I know y'all sitting there and y'all like, what is the problem? Let me help you. So, so, so King Xerxes, he decided to, to elevate or lift up this guy. This guy's name is Haman. Haman is now literally like the number two guy in charge of the whole empire. He's the number two. Look at somebody say, he's two, he's two, he's two, he's two, he's two. So, so, so now the king has said he wants this to be made known and made it public to everybody. So anytime you see Haman, you must bow down and worship and bow down to him. So what is happening right now is you have a group of people who heard what was said and they're following suit. They're doing everything. The king said, bow down. When they see Haman, bow down, bow down, bow. Except one guy. His name is Mordecai. And Mordecai, for whatever reason, he was like, okay, I hear what you're saying. But, you know, the way my faith is made up and the way I've been taught and the way I think through, uh, yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't do that. We don't, we don't bow. We don't do that. So, so, so now as, as we continue moving forward, uh, verse 3 and 4, it, it says, they asked him, how are you transgressing the king's command? The king's servant at the king's gate asked Mordecai about it. Why do you cross the king's command? Day after day they spoke to him about, uh, about this, but he wouldn't listen. So they went to Haman. Y'all see the problem? But they went to Haman to see whether something should be done about it. But Mordecai told them, that he was a Jew. Now, we are setting up a huge problem right now. So, so first of all, his people that he was kicking it with, right? The people that he was working beside, they turned into haters, right? They were like, oh, so if we got to do it, you got to do it. And, and, and Mordecai was like, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not with that. I'm not going to do that. So, so those people who were doing it, they got frustrated. So they went to Haman, the person who they were supposed to bow down to. And they're like, look, man. All these people are bound down with following the king's command, except this one dude named Mordecai. He, he ain't following. He's not following suit. Is there anything that we can do about that? So when they told Haman this, Haman was like, what? You mean everybody else is bowing down? But this guy right here? And then he's like, hold on. Trey, come here. So, so help me understand this. Y'all, y'all, come here, come here, come in the light. Come, come to the light. Come. So, so I, I, I like this dichotomy right here because, you know, Trey and me, you know, he's a little. So I'm having this short man's complex right now, like. So you mean to tell me that this guy is not bowing down to me? Wait, who the 
does he think he is? And, and you can see these guys right here. They, 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 they looking. Trey, Trey's like my bodyguard today, man. Don't even, y'all clap for Trey. Y'all clap for Trey. Y'all clap for Trey. So, so, so literally, so Haman by now, Haman was like, he was, he was, he was mad, y'all. Look at somebody say, he was real mad. He was real mad. He was real mad. Look, 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 look at verse 5 and 6. It says, when Haman saw for himself that Mordecai didn't bow down and kneel before him, he was outraged. Meanwhile, having learned that Mordecai was a Jew, Haman hated to waste his fury on just one. Mm. He looked for a way to eliminate not just Mordecai, but all Jews throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. Hold on, wait a minute. So there's this one dude named Mordecai. He won't bow. The people came and told you, you got mad about him not bowing. You saw it for yourself. Now you're hot 30. Like, that's real hot, y'all. Like, now he's like, woo, fuming. You can see him coming from his head like I'm sweating right now, right? He's hot. And now all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm not just going to take this out on Mordecai. The problem is that Mordecai is a Jew. Oh, so you're you, you saying that you're a Jew. Oh, so, so it's, it's because you're a Jew that you won't bow down to me. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Okay, I got something for you and your little Jewish buddies. So now Haman is furious, and he's going to do something about it. Now, I want you to think about this, because I know some of y'all sitting there, because if y'all are like me, because I was, right? I was sitting there, I was like, how do we go from zero to 100? Like, how do we go from one person to everybody? Why, why everybody got to die because of this one guy? Words are important. Look at somebody and say, words are important. Say, say it again. Say, words are important. Listen, God, God, God don't miss nothing. So, so let, let, let's look at this real quick. Let's look at this. So when, when we think about Haman, the Bible tells us, it says that Haman is an Agagite. Why is that important? Because the Agagites, they came from this place called Agag. Agag is found in 1 Samuel, right? Now, Agag was the head of the Amalekites. And what happened was the, 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 the Amalekites, they were trying to destroy the Jews way back then. And God gave a command to Saul in, in 1 Samuel 15, and he said, Saul, I need you to go destroy all of the, the Amalekites. Go destroy them. So Saul went out, and Saul was like, all right, we got this, God. And he destroyed everybody, but as he was destroying them, he was looking, he's like, do they have anything of value? Do they have anything of substance? And he recognized Agag, he was like, oh, he got a little something. So listen, this is what we're going to do for Agag. We're we, we, we not going to kill him. We're going we gonna, to we gonna let him live. Somebody say he let him live. He let him live. He let him live. He let him live. Saul, who... <laughs> Y'all know Saul had issues anyways, but at this point in time, he's thinking too big, right? Saul is singing that he's God and he can do whatever and, and not follow through with what God said. And this has posed a problem even now in the book of Esther. See, there are things that we should have dealt with in the moment. There, there are things that you should have dealt with in the moment, there are things that if you would have dealt with them right then, it wouldn't be a problem right now. But because you didn't deal with them right then, it's a problem right now. 
So now we're in a situation in which now we're, we're seeing Haman come through. And if Haman's ancestors would have been dealt with then, we wouldn't have a problem right now. So Mordecai, honestly, Mordecai's in trouble. But not just Mordecai. The whole race, everybody in trouble, everybody in trouble. So how do you know if it's your time? Let me get to my first point. Here we go. There's a connection point. Somebody say a connection point. There's a connection point. Listen, you know it's your time when God connects a spiritual, like he connects spiritual preparation, say preparation, with a spiritual opportunity. So when God connects your preparation and what you've been prepared for with an opportunity, God is saying, boom, it might, it might just be your time. Look at somebody and say, is it your time? Is it your time? So, so, so Haman at this point in time, he, let's, 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 let's make him a bigger picture. So Haman is representing the enemy right here, right? And, and Haman is, is trying to exterminate the purpose of the people of God, the Jews. That's literally, he's trying to create genocide on, on God's people and the purpose that God created it. It was God who said that these were his people. God said that. God said, I'm delivering the promise to you. God, God said that. This was not man-made. So because of that, Haman is now trying to destroy the purpose that God set up. Check this out. In the Old Testament, right? In the Old Testament, it was about destroying the Jews. But some of y'all looking at me like, what does that got to do with me? I'm glad you asked. Because in the New Testament church, when you are the church, now it's all about the enemy trying to mute your effectiveness. He's trying to shut you up. See, you have something inside of you and you won't even release it. You won't even say what it is. You're, you're, you're timid on the sidelines. Well, are they going to accept me? Are they going to believe me? Do they want to hear it? It don't matter if they want to hear it or not. God put it inside of you. Our job is to be obedient to the word of God. I can't worry about whether you like it or not. I can't worry about if you're entertained or not. That don't matter. What matters is, did you do what God has spoke to you to do? So he's literally now trying to mute you, trying to get you to shut up. Don't raise your hand right now, but I want you to think about this. How many of y'all got something that God has placed on the inside of you? You wrote it down. It's a dream. It's a vision. And it got dust on it. Ain't nothing happening with it right now. It's just sitting there. And every day God wakes you up saying, is it time? <laughs> is today the day? Is today the day that we're going to be active in what I ask you to do? Or we're just going to continue to sit here. Listen, whenever God is getting ready to use someone, somebody say, use me, use me, use me. Whenever God is getting ready to use someone, listen, let me get up. There's a battle that you must face and overcome. Like any time he's getting ready to use you, something's getting ready to come your way. Listen, it's not going to be smooth sailing. You're not just going to be able to walk in there and be dum Oh, yeah, great God said that. No, it doesn't work that way. If it worked that way, many of us right now, we would be in a much different place than we are. The way that it works is God gives you something. You have to deliver it. When you recognize the fact that you have to deliver it, now you become dangerous because you become a threat to the enemy. 
Because the enemy's looking right now and he's saying, I didn't have to worry about them before because they didn't know who they were. They didn't understand what was going on. But now they, they're starting to figure it out. They're going to that place, crossover church. They're figuring out how to be real life city takers. Now they understand that they are the church. They're owning that thing. They're going out and they're speaking the word to people. They're owning it. They're saying, I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't need no man to do it. Hamana, hamana on me. I'm a minister of gospel. So wherever I go, God, you're showing up. God, you're showing up. I ain't worried about nothing else. See, when you become a threat, you become a problem. When you become a threat, you become a problem. And some of you right now, you don't recognize it, but the reason that the enemy is attacking you every single day is because now you'll become a problem. You'll become a threat. And he's literally like, oh, man, they woke up again. They woke up again. Sound the alarm. You woke up, Sean is up. He going to save house tomorrow. Oh, man. The gospel is going to be preached. The gospel is going to be delivered. Because you woke up. Listen to me, I want you to hear this right now. Every day you wake up, it's called your day of opportunity. Every day you wake up, it's called your day of opportunity. God warns us of all this. Look at Romans chapter 12. Watch this, watch this. Look at Romans chapter 12. And so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. That means give everything you got to him. Let them be a living sacrifice, holy, the kind that he can accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? Now listen, this work is good. He says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Then, somebody say then. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. Can I read that one more time? Because I don't want you to miss that right there. Then... You will learn from your own experiences all that I've gone through, good, bad, ugly, different. I will learn from those experiences how his ways will really satisfy me. Listen to me. I want you all to hear this. Some of you are itching right now and you're longing for something better, for something greater. I want it. God, I want it. I want it. God, where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? God, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for my question for you. Hear me. Is what you're chasing after what God wants for you? Or are you chasing after what you want for you? See, there's a reason that you have not received whatever that is. Hello, somebody. Y'all saw my grandbaby jump on stage a few seconds ago. All morning long, she's been talking about pop. I want jum. That's gum. I want jum. I gave her a piece of gum. Pop, I want jump. Baby, are you swallowing the jump? All right, let me, I'm a, I gave her another piece of gum. She came back a few moments ago. Pop. And she looked real cute. I was like, what is it? I want jump. I said, baby, you can't have no jump. Listen, she didn't understand that because she started throwing a fit. Y'all didn't see it. She was over there. Ah, 
Demetrius up here, you will I was already like, shh, shh. That's how it happens sometimes, right? It's real. So, 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 so she doesn't understand it, but she's a child. So she doesn't understand sometimes why she can have certain things and why she can't. See, God does us the same way. See, there are some things that you ask for, and God's like, you, you, you're not ready for that. You can't handle that. But God, please, please, please. You try to look cute. And God's like, no, 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 not, not right now. Y'all ready for this? Listen, the reason you ain't got the $10 million in your account is because you can't handle the five. Listen, it's, it's bigger. It's bigger, and we have to understand that, that it's bigger. God knows what he's doing, and we have to trust God. So anytime there is a spiritual battle, that is the prerequisite for you utilizing the purpose that God has set on the inside of you. Listen, you are ready. You are ready. You are ready. Like inside of you, you are ready. It's, it's there. We just have to take hold of that thing. Amen, somebody. It's so easy when God blesses us to get caught up in the blessing. But God says, I don't want you to get caught up in the blessing. I just want you to understand that, that I'm the blesser, and I'm giving it through you, through you, through you. Somebody say through you. Somebody say through you, through you, through you, through you, through you. He's giving it through you. See, listen, anytime God is going to deliver that blessing to you, it's not just to come to you. He's delivering the blessing so it can also go through you. So, so it, it, it hits you, but it, but, but, but it goes through you. Anybody ever water your lawn? You ever see anybody water their lawn? Well, let me ask this question. Have you ever seen anybody on TV water their lawn? Leave it to Beaver. One of them TV shows, watering the lawn, right, right? See, check this out. When, 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 the, when the hose is connected to the faucet and you turn on the hose, the water flows to the, the hose, then it flows through the hose, and then it flows out of the hose, and it's sprayed on the whole lawn, right? It's the same thing with the blessings of God. Check this out. If God is blessing you or you're asking God for a blessing and you're connected to the hose and the water is turned on and it goes, but then at the end there's a, there's a plug because it's just for you, we got a problem. Anytime God blesses you, he blesses you so that it can go to you first and then through you. Somebody look and say, ask him, say, is it going through you? Is it going through you? Is it going through you? All right. Let me get back to the story. So 12, right? Esther uh, three twelve, right? It says this, it says this. Two or three weeks later, Haman called the king, right? He called the king's secretaries and dictated letters to the governor's be, be sending, oh, let me, let me just give you a backstory. Haman went to the king. Haman went to the king and he was like, king, these people are transgressing your, your, your law. They're not doing what you said do. So, so king, this is, what I, this is what I'm saying that we do. Listen, how about we just exterminate all of them? In fact, king, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of money if you, if you allow us to do this. And I'll put it in the king's treasury. And the king was like, you give me a whole bunch of money? Sounds like a good idea. So literally, literally now, Haman has been given the signet ring, the approval of the king to go out and to do this thing right here called extermination of the Jews. Extermination of the Jews. Now, it's real interesting here. Because even when something bad happens, God is in control. Somebody say, he's still in control. He's still in control. I know y'all like, but, but he's going to kill everybody. How is he still in control? Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Esther 3.7. Esther 3.7. It says this. Right? It, it, it says, um, and now it was time for, for this action to be determined by what? By throwing dice. 
This was done in April of the 12th year in the reign of, of, of the king, and in and, and, and February of the following year was the date indicated. So listen, <laughs> y'all gonna laugh, but I'm ch- y'all in my head now. You're in my head. So they're like, we're, we're gonna destroy these people. How are we gonna destroy them? Come, come here, come here. You got some dice? Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna. Sixes. Man, what does sixes mean? So sixes meant that it was going to be six plus six, which equals 12, which means there, there's going to be a one-year gap between the edict and what was said and the execution of the Jews. There's a gap. <laughs> Woo! Anytime there's a gap, it's just giving God time to show up. <laughs> Anytime there's a gap in your life, it's just giving God time to show up. Oh, you sitting there, you're like, but God, but, but they said, they, I went to the interview and they said, just wait a few moments. He just giving God an opportunity to show up. I don't understand that God will just sit and just be paying. I'm just giving, I'm just, you're just giving God an opportunity to show up. And that's what was happening right here. Because when there's a gap, there's good news. Somebody say, good news. There's good news. There's good news. There's good news. So through this whole situation, and I'm just going to fast forward. Mordecai hears about this plot, and he knows that he is like, he's the cause of this whole thing. So Mordecai, now he's mad, he's furious. He, he rents his clothes, he ripped everything off, and, and he puts on this thing called sackcloth, which is the garment of mourning, and he went all the way up to the king's gate, and he's mourning. Ah, 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 so everybody can hear him. You, you know when people be putting on a show like that? Ah, please hear me! Right, right, he's putting on a whole show. And everybody's like, what's going on? What's going on? And they didn't have the news back then, but it was like, dun, 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 dun. Mordecai defies Haman. And because he defied Haman, all the Jews will die in one year. So now all the Jews are frantic. Ah, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. Everybody going crazy. But Esther, Esther's up with the king. And Esther don't know what's happening. But Esther hears about all the commotion. So she goes to, to her handmaid and he's like, can you go check on my cousin, daddy, kind of uncle person over there. So she, she, she sent him. And they went over and they're like, yo, why are you tripping, man? I mean, like, you doing all that? What's going on? And he's like, he told him the whole story. This is what happened. This is what Haman said. Everybody's going to die. Da, 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 da. I need you to get a message back to Esther. What do you want me to say? Go tell her that I know that Esther has been hiding out. I know that she hasn't shared with everybody who she is and her lineage. You know, she's a Jew too, by the way. I know she ain't told everybody because, you know, I told her not to tell everybody, but tell her now, like now, now, now. I need you now. I need you now. I need you now. Like, I need you to do it now. Because I can't say. So he goes back. She said, why is he not on the praise team? So he goes back. And, and, and now they tell Esther what's going on. And, and now Esther has this, this serious situation, y'all. She has a serious situation. So let me give you point two. Here it is. You're in position. You're in position. Esther is in a position to do something about the situation. Esther is in a position to do what she's been called to do. Esther is in a position to really stand up for her people. Esther is there. But Esther sent a message back. <laughs> Esther said, listen, 
I don't know if you saw what happened to the other queen several years back. But um, if I go into the king's chambers, it ain't been 30 days yet, you know, and he doesn't lift up the golden scepter, he'll kill me. So, listen, do me a favor. You go back and you tell old Mordecai that, you know, I can't do that. God puts you in position for a reason. God puts you in a position to be blessed, to be a blessing. God puts you in a position so things not only flow to you, that they flow through you. See, there, there's a problem when we get in position and we don't see it as a spiritual opportunity. See, there's so many of us that once we get the blessing, that's when we go secular. That, 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 that's when it took God to get us there, but if we, we forget about him once we're there. Oh, well, you know, I don't know anymore. You know what I mean? What happened before that? So Mordecai, Mordecai comes back and he's like, look, um, I don't know if you understand this. But you're misdiagnosing your kingdom opportunity right now. And that's what some of us be doing. We be misdiagnosing the kingdom opportunity for riches, for glory, for fame, for the promotion, for the husband, for the wife. We misdiagnosing the kingdom opportunity. So, <laughs> woo, we have to understand that, that, that for us... Your value in the kingdom is based on your usefulness. So it's based on your ability to be used. Everybody take a deep breath right now. Take a deep breath. What did you breathe in? How much did that air cost you? Nothing. Anybody have a flat tire? You ever have a flat tire? And you went to the gas station and you trying to put air in your tire? How much did that air cost? A whole lot. Why do you have to pay for something that's free? Because of its usefulness. You have to understand that, that, that your usefulness, to your, your value to the kingdom is based on your usefulness. And if you're not going to be useful, y'all can fill in the blank. So Mordecai comes back in Esther 4, verse 13. He comes back and he says this. This is Mordecai's reply to Esther. Do you think you will escape there in the palace when all other Jews are killed? If you keep quiet at this time, God will deliver the Jews from some other source. But you and your relatives will die. What's more, <laughs> who can say but that God has brought you to, God has brought you into the palace for such a time as this. See, sometimes we misread that right there. See, Mordecai is looking at us and he's like, look, whether you do this or not, God will be exalted. God's glory will be revealed. God is going to get the glory out of this whole situation. And whether you come forward or not, God is going to use this situation anyways. So you got an opportunity right now. And you got to recognize it. So let me give you point three. And we are done. Point three is this. There's always going to be conflict. 
And Esther had to wrestle with this conflict. She had to wrestle. She's like, what do I do? What should I do? And I love this because this is one of my favorite parts. Verse 15, it says, then Esther sent a message to Mordecai. And after pondering, this is what she said. Go and gather together all the Jews of Susan and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my maids will do the same. And then, though it's strictly forbidden, I will go in to see the king. And here it is. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai did as Esther told him to do. There's always going to be a conflict, y'all. There's always going to be a conflict that, that you have to wrestle with and grapple with. When God is trying to use you and get his purpose out of you, Esther is sitting there like, I may die. I don't know if I'm going to live through this situation. But if I perish, I perish. I might not see tomorrow. I'm, man, I'm living good right now. I'm eating good right now. I'm, man, I'm dressing good right now. I got everything that I want. But if I perish, I perish. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's praying. And he's praying so hard that blood is coming from his brow. And he's saying, God, if this cup can pass, please let it pass for me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the Hebrew boys, they're faced with a situation where they're going to be thrown into this fiery furnace. And they're like, no, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. If I die, I die. They didn't know somebody else was going to be up in there. They didn't know what was going on. But they took the risk and said, I'm going to step out. I'm going to do it. Peter on the boat. It's storming. I'm scared. Where is Christ at? Jesus, is that you out there? It is me. It is me. Well, if it's you, allow me to come to you. Jesus gave him one word. Come. And he stepped out into something that was unknown to do something that had never been done before. So now he's walking and he's putting one foot in front of the other. And he's saying, I don't know what's going on right now. I, I've never really seen this happen before. But man, I'm, I'm walking. I'm walking on water. The Israelites going. They're being pursued on the back and on the sides and everywhere. But they see the Red Sea and it's open. What do we do? It took the step and trusted and had faith in God. Listen, I don't know where you are today, but the one thing that I know is that each of us are in a place where we're asking, is this time, is this time, is this time? And the thing that I'm sharing with you today is 
Yeah. It is your time. There's a reason that you even came into this place today. Because God had to get a message to you that it's your time. Quit waiting. You don't need to wait no more. Quit trying to figure it out. You don't got to figure it out. You're not going to figure it out. Quit trying to make sense out of it. You're not going to make sense out of it. Listen, trust God. God, God, I don't understand it. Trust God. God, this does not feel good. Trust my word. Trust God. But God, my spouse is acting up. Trust God. But God, my job is showing out. Trust God. But God, it just, ah, I'm hurt. Trust God. And see, the thing that I know is when we trust God at his word, God's word never comes back void. His promises are still yes and amen. What he said way back when, he's going to come, he's going to show out today. And the God that I know and that I serve, he's still an on-time God. So this is what I want to do today. I just want you to stand with me right now. Because I know there are some of you right now who are, who are still been grappling and wrestling and trying to figure out that, that this question, is it my time? And God is speaking to you and he's saying, yes, it is your time. So right where you are, I want you to begin just speaking. And I want you to begin talking to God. And I want you to begin declaring a yes. Give, give God your yes. Yes, God. Yes, I will. Yes, I'll do it, God. You begin speaking to God. You begin telling him, I, I know how crazy it's been. I know how frustrating it's been. I, I know you've been trying to, to wrestle with it. I know that there have been sleepless nights. I, I get it. But it is time. You have been conditioned and positioned and prepared for a season such as this. Father God, I thank you, God. I thank you for your people, God. God, even as we are here in this place, God, your presence is filling us right now, God. God, I pray that you begin stirring up the gifts of your people. You stir up the hearts of your people, God. God, you execute everything that you said on the inside of them right now, God. God, you give them a backbone to stand when they need to stand. God, you give them the words to say when they need to open up their mouth and speak. God, you give them the hands to execute what needs to be executed. God, you remove the things that need to be removed out of the way. God, you place them in a place, God, in which they can be used for your kingdom purposes, God. God, today we're telling you we won't misuse your kingdom purposes, God. God, we'll walk out, and God, we'll, we'll, we'll do what you want us to do, God. We're available unto you today, God. God, so right now, God, we give you our all, and we give you everything, and we say yes. L listen, if, if that's you today, and, and you're saying yes to God, and yes to your time, if that's you, can we, can we, give, our, can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Can, can, can we say yes to the Lord? Can we say thank you, Lord? Can, can we lift him up right now? Can we exalt him right now? Because you were created for such a time as this. Let's give the Lord another hand cup of praise. Man, what a powerful message. We want to thank you for tuning in. I hope that this week's word blessed and encouraged you. God is doing some amazing things in our community, and we're so glad to have you be a part of it. If you're new to our ministry, we would love to connect with you. You 
can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash connect and fill out the information so that we can stay connected. Also, if you would like to give to help support our ministry, you can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash give. Thanks and God bless.